Well, welcome everybody to Radio Pi. I'm Nick DeRazio. I'm a meter producer here at OSIsoft, which is now part of Aviva, if you haven't heard. Uh, you know, a topic of great interest in operations is the, the, the cooperation, the collaboration between IT, information technology, and OT, uh, operations technology. And uh, we have a guest here who spent 25 years, uh, in, his training is in information technology, his educational background. And he spent 25 years in operations doing projects, uh, major projects, where he's managed large things like the installations of compressors in, in entire packaging lines. And um, he is a uh, he's our guest today. So we're really interested in talking to him about that collaboration. So welcome today, uh, Emilio Angles. He is a an information technology engineer at Kellogg. Good morning, Emilio. Good morning, and thank you very much for inviting me. Great, great. Well, thanks for being here. Also today, uh, co-hosting is Ted Combs. Uh, Ted is the industry principal in food, beverage, and CPG uh, here. Uh, hello, Ted. Hello. Thank you for having me. Great. And uh, let's get start by, if you could tell us, Emilio, tell us a little bit about Kellogg and what your job is. So, well, um, I am responsible for, for ensuring that Kellogg Manufacturing Malt uh, is in Spain. So, adopts the, the right technologies in order to achieve the business goals that we have in safety, food safety, delivery, cost, and continuous improvement. Uh, basically, uh, keeping our operation technologies reliable and, and cost effective. My background is in, in IT engineering, uh, information technology. I am an information technology engineer. In 1999, when I started in Kellogg's, I, I started in the, in the corporate IT, uh, working in different IT projects related with financials, marketing areas, and so on. And later on, in 2005, I was moved to operations, to engineering department. And currently, I am the manager of a, a department that we call here in, in Kellogg's uh, Power Control and Information Systems. And we are a team of six people plus some contractors. Emilio, can you tell us how you made the move from IT into operations? I, I was part of the team that uh, implement and install uh, OfficeSoft Pi in Kellogg's Manufacturing Vaults in order to uh, count uh, cases that we produce in our packing lines and send this information to SAP. So, and after this project, uh, the company decided that uh, uh, they need someone in the in the in the plant in order to evolve the OSIsoft system in the in the plants, and I started in the engineering department in, in manufacturing. So and since then I've been working there, and and now uh, the last 15 years mainly, apart from doing different improvements in the in all the network uh, all the uh, um, controls uh, plcs and all this stuff uh, networks okay and different projects in order to create all um, uh, plcs that we have in that we had in the in the plan so uh, now i am working integrating the two worlds the it with uh, what, what is called operation technologies ot so and and also uh, uh, now I, I am part of uh, what we call a smart factory uh, project, which is a project that we are uh, 
implementing in Europe and also around the world in order to digitalize uh, all our manufacturing plants. So uh, how do you think your background in IT has helped as you're working on these, these very engineering-heavy OT projects? It makes me uh, my life easier here in the in the plan because uh, during the last 15 years, so uh, we have been upgrading all our infrastructure uh, in terms of uh, um, PLCs uh, connections. Now we have a, a big deployment of optical fire in the plan. Okay, and all this connectivity uh, has been done uh, along with uh, our IT department in order to to create a, a solid uh, infrastructure that allow us to uh, have a, a reliable network in order to uh, be able to access to all our uh, <laughs> wide uh, PLC network that we have here and access the data that uh, now is key in order to implement our uh, smart factory project that at the end is a digitalization of our manufacturing plants. Um, Amelia, that's really interesting when you talk about the move from the IT side over to the OT side and, and that discussion of creating a data infrastructure on the OT side. And I'd be really curious to know, once you were building that data infrastructure, was it something that started kind of the, from the ground up or were you borrowing things from the IT side? Uh, did you, for example, just work with the master data management and the master data management governance that was already in place? Can you maybe, are there any insights that you can share there? Let, let, let's say that uh, when I joined the, the engineering department, um, I found a plant that it was what is called now uh, Industry 3.0. So it was just aisle of automation. Uh, I found um, a lot of uh, PLCs what, that was just alone, standalone. So and then uh, what we did was to start a, a project, we did a, a project plan of five years in order to invest in different areas of the plan and uh, start to, first of all, uh, upgrade the PLCs, okay? Upgrade, connect, and once we have the, the, the connectivity, we connect to our data infrastructure that in this case was uh, Oshisoft uh, Pi. But during during these, uh, these days, so I remember that we uh, had uh, almost uh, five different protocols in the plan, and we had five different um, uh, uh, Oshisoft Pi interface in order to connect to, connect to all this data. So and then, uh, when we um, in in, in uh, step by step, so as I said, during this five six year plan, so we were replacing the old PLCs, connecting, and 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 and, and in this project, the, during this project, we uh, take advantage of the project in order to remove the old. Uh, b um, b uh, communication buses. Okay, so. And once we have all the plan with uh, TCP and IP connectivity, uh, then uh, we did a project in 2013 in order to uh, replace all the external, the, the different uh, communication interface for just one communication interface, the one that we have right now, which is OPCDA using uh, Keepware software. 
we, we use Keep Server, and we just have one uh, communication protocol. At the end, we collect all our data with just one uh, OSIsoft uh, interface, which is OSIsoft, uh, uh, OPCDA, and also uh, the last uh, years that we have installed uh, new PLCs, we already uh, we, we are already connecting using uh, OPC UA. During this process, the, uh, to, to have a good relationship between our IT department, corporate IT department, and, and the OT side, it was very value uh, added because um, it, it allows us to, to create a, a standard network that uh, allows, allows us uh, to escalate quickly. And, and now we have, uh, even we have a, a system that allows us to implement uh, some cybersecurity uh, stuff around our plan because we have a good design. And the design has been done between OT and IT, not just OT, OT or so. We, we, we have been uh, working together during this, uh, this year, probably because as I was, my background was from IT and, and I had some contacts there. So I know very well what are the next steps that I have to do. Having that data available to you, what kind of results have you been able to get? Is there anything you can point to as a yeah, yeah, yeah. improvement from having that data? Yeah, for instance, so we are using this data, as I said before, for for the uh, autonomous maintenance uh, project. And, uh, and for instance, one of the KPIs that we uh, measure at daily basis, uh, also at chief basis, is the mean time between failures. And for instance, we have uh, uh, increased our mean time between failures in some packing lines in more than uh, 20, 30, and even 50%. Now we have data in real time and we are able to to see which kind of actions we have to do in the lines in order to improve this, in this case, this uh, MTBF. So you're expanding this to multiple plants and you have this visibility and, and you're doing some modeling and it's opening up communications. Are, has there been a significant change in almost how you conduct the business or approach the business? You know, for example, maybe somebody in a different country is having a problem and now by virtue of the fact that everybody's approaching it the same way has the same tools and practices uh, do you, is there kind of a an improvement in in collaboration and communication and problem solving uh, yes in fact uh, so i've been named as a subject matter expert for office of pi here in europe and i am helping the other um, uh, serial plants in this case, in order to to standardize, to um, to to put the information in the in the, in the right in the right uh, uh, manner, in order to 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 have in the all the plants, okay, the same source of true. So that uh, if we if we check the MTBF for one bagger, so this bagger can be compared. So now, in the, so we are able to compare the bag, the Spanish baggers with the with the English baggers. You know, with the mean installed there because we have data that is are, are they, we, we we are measuring the same data, and you you are we are using the same kind of uh, uh, yes source of information. Okay, 
Well, that's great. That's the perennial story. We've heard that over and over again. Pat Kennedy, our founder and president, likes to tell the story of how, well, you know, a, a lot of times your morning shift meeting will consist of two people bringing two sets of data and then, you know, spending two thirds of the meeting arguing about whose set of data is right. Uh, have you experienced any of that where one source of the truth fixes that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is what. Uh, so uh, for instance, in every morning, as all the manufacturing plant in the world, I think. So we do the overproduction meeting, and now uh, the seventy percent of the information that is coming from from the. In the, in, the, in the production meeting is coming from our uh, packing line analytic system and all the people of the different areas and also the maintenance people so is using this information and, and 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 this is very very helpful because we can concentrate not uh, um, analyzing the past okay we can focus in the present and also in the future because we have real data all the people is using the same, as, we, as you said before, uh, source of truth. So, and 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 for instance, um, production meeting that uh, I remember, uh, maybe a production meeting could take uh, usually uh, forty-five minutes, one hour, and now uh, daily, uh, sometimes the. The, the production meeting that is 30 minutes, sometimes we uh, finish in less than 15 minutes. So this is an important reduction because we focus in the present, the future, and basically because there, there are no discussions about the, the uh, consistency of the data that we are, that we are uh, uh, dealing in the production meeting. Okay, great. So I'm curious, have you been able to reduce energy usage, just this increased visibility? Have you had any any like easy wins like that just because people have better visibility? Yes. Yeah, so in fact, so we started a, a project in 2005 uh, where uh, we install or we deploy uh, a lot of uh, electrical, gas, uh, compressor, steam meters around the plant. So we connect all these matters to our size of pi, okay? So and then we start to measure uh, where we are spending more energy, okay? And uh, during these years, we have done different engineering projects in order to, re to reduce our energy consumption. And in fact, we measure uh, the energy with uh, we use we use a, a KPI which is uh, kilowatt per ton produced. Okay, so if I have to take into account that in 2005 we had uh, a usage an energy usage of uh, for every ton we spend. Uh, let me remember if I remember well is uh, 1,265 kilowatts. Okay, and right now, for instance, last week. Our usage was that uh, n uh, less than 1,000 kilowatt per ton. Okay. okay. So obviously we have done different, as, as, I, as I said before, uh, uh, engineering project. But and currently uh, we have a, a nice dash 
energy dashboard that we call energy dashboard in in that is made with a PyVision or PyProcess book, okay, that allow us to uh, control which areas of the plan in real time are in are in production and the energy consumption is is okay, or which ones are stopped, for instance, for maintenance, for cleaning, for any reason, uh, and in that areas we have equipment that is in, that is uh, started and is, consum is, is consuming energy and is not producing, and we have set up some kind of uh, alarms, okay, in the in the in the process book that allows the operation people to uh, uh, in this case stop equipment that are not in production, okay. Mm -hmm. It seems uh, something a little bit silly, okay, but at the end at the end of the year it helps us. To that uh, to have uh, information that is available for the not for the management for the operator the operator that is in the line it allows him to to make actions in order to re to reduce energy and at the end at the end this is small things because the big project it's a big project okay we are going to change a boiler that is uh, uh, more efficient for instance this is a, an engineering project but there are a lot of small things that happen in the plant like okay i go there i have to clean some equipment i start the, so the, the equipment is not in production i start the equipment okay clean something but i go i, I finish my shift and i forget to stop the equipment Okay, this kind of things happen in the in a, in a manufacturing plan, and sometimes the equipment is there running for hours and hours. Now, with this system, allow us that uh, in, in, when when the guy finished the, the shift, the people that came in the shift after they are able to see if they are consuming or not energy in energy in, in, in depending on the area of the plan. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Well, I think it, it must be a rule of human nature once you make something more visible. I because mean, we see this all the time when people have better visibility into the data. Uh, facilities especially. Anybody who can control a thermostat, all of a sudden people just respond better. So, so a quick question about uh, notifications and uh, email. Do you implement any kind of email notifications where people can be informed of, you know, automatically if there's a pro problem that you've defined? Yes, so we are able to uh, send a notification to our maintenance people when the meal has run, for instance, more than uh, 10,000 hours. Or, for instance, when the meal has done more than 1 million of cycles. We send a notification to the maintenance people because depending on the number of RPMs, uh, they have to do some um, preventive maintenance in the meals. Another use case is, uh, for instance, we have a big silos of raw material. So and then we set up an analysis in our uh, PIF. We have a PIF. We set up the notifications. And now, at daily basis, every 12 hours, we send to our uh, raw material supplier, in this case for the cream, uh, chocolate cream. So we send a daily notification uh, informing them. And it allows us to have a better inventory control. Mm -hmm. Can you uh, just describe a little bit of the, the approach you took with the modeling um, for the packaging lines? Uh, yes, of course. So uh, when we start with the, with this uh, application that is mainly based in, in SAP, uh, so um, we found that there were some calculations 
that uh, initially uh, we did using uh, the typical performance equation that has a pi size of pi. So, and we found that it was that we were not able to uh, to have to have the accuracy in the calculations. For instance, the status of the line, or for instance, the stop region of the line, or the stop region of one machine, or the status of one machine. Okay, so and then um, because uh, we have to take into account different. Uh, by tax, okay, and different conditions in the line. So and then we ask uh, the Spanish OSIsoft uh, guys, because we, because we have a direct support from here, they recommend us to use PIIF and the analysis in order to do this kind of complex algorithms uh, in order to calculate the status of the, the status and the, and the stop reasons. So and in order to do that, so we create a, a model of our packing lines using PIIF, and it helps a lot in order to have now a very accurate information and, and also uh, consistent information. So it helps a lot for the modeling. And also now it's very easy because uh, when we started the project, we just have six packing lines in Mars. So, and during the, the packing line analytics project, so we installed a new packing line. So, and then uh, in order to set up the packing, the new packing line in the, in the system, in the packing line analytics, so it was very easy because it's just, we created, a, we used the PIIF templates in order to just uh, create line, bagger, cartoner, or whatever requirement that we have in the line just in, in one minute because it's, uh, uh, we have a good model of the of the line, of a packing line, and also of the different machines that we have or the different requirement that are involved in the packing line. So essentially you're able to create, refine the model to make it just like you want it. And then once you wanted to replicate that, it was as simple as copying that template over, pasting yeah, exactly. it and going. So very yeah, efficient exactly. and effective. Exactly. Thank you. That's okay. helpful. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's it. We're at the end of our, our hour. Uh, I just wanted to ask you some quick uh, quick lightning round questions because I know you know we're in operations, right? There's some things in operations that only people in operations see. People, it kills me that people think everything's just smokestacks and you know waste treatment, right? What's the prettiest view on any of the sites you've ever been at at uh, at Kellogg? I imagine you've been to a lot. Yes, for instance, uh, in, a, in, in a powder plant, so uh, when we have uh, big bags okay, of powder, of different, so when sometimes the, the big bag, is, uh, it, it, it goes down in the, in the floor and explodes, okay, and then the operator <laughs> gets a lot with a lot of powder in, in, their, in their clothes and so on. And it's completely white, for instance. So I've saw the, I, I saw this, this this image here in the in the plant sometimes, or even covered with uh, chocolate, you know, uh -huh. with, with chocolate, <laughs> covered with all uh, all the all the body, all the clothes with uh, dark chocolate. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so things happen in a, in a food company. Okay, so especially since you've got an IT background, what's the uh, what's the coolest? spreadsheet or calculation or even a bit of code that you've ever done in your career? What's the neatest thing you've done? Oof, uh, this is a difficult question because 
uh, for sure I have some examples, but for me, uh, one of the uh, calculations uh, th that I am more proud of that is uh, the, the an Excel spreadsheet that we have in order to calculate at shift basis the raw material consu consumption from uh, our extrusion process. You have to take into account that the extrusion process is the 40% of our production. Mm -hmm. So then to have, uh, in fact, it's uh, at, at, at shift basis, the raw material consumption and, and, and it's, 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 key, it's key for us in order to control the cost. So and, and and I remember that when we did this uh, this Excel spreadsheet, that behind that there are some some uh, uh, visual bit visual bit code as well. Mm -hmm. So so uh, for me is the one of the things that I am more satisfied. Well, that's nice. That's nice. So now, uh, since you come from an IT background, um, I'm just curious, and, and you've gone into OT. Are are you? Like most engineers, you know, chemical, mechanical, electrical engineers in OT, do you have some kind of a broken piece of equipment or maybe a fried motherboard or something that you keep on your desk as a memento of something that went wrong at one point? Uh, yes, in fact, I have a, a, a PLC, so an old PLC that that we had a. a a problem, an electrical problem, and it was born. Burn. Okay. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. Uh, again, we've been talking to Emilio Angels from uh, Kellogg. Thank you so much for joining us. You are welcome. So it has been a pleasure, and thank you very much for inviting me to this uh, podcast. Right. And thank you, Ted Combs, uh, for joining us as well. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Well, we'll see you all in two weeks. Thanks again for joining us. Bye-bye.